Welcome to the Conscious King Podcast with Miss LX. Let's jump into today's episode. Laura, 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 if you would go ahead and unmute that mic, my dear, we can get this party started between the two of us. Gladly. All right. So, Laura, um, I'm going to go to, do you want me to just read out what you wrote, what you submitted in the group coaching? That works for me, mistress. All right. Wonderful. All right. Let me go back. All right. So, Laura writes in, uh, wait, what factors, is it just the what factors or am I missing something else, my dear? I'm trying to scroll back. Oh, I had asked in regards to vetting and starting considering what vetting is and if vetting should include acting in play, if that's remote or in person. Because for me personally, I need a very high level of trust and safety. It takes a long time for it to develop. But it, it I have a mindset almost like sex where like, you can't know if someone's good without test driving. So as a part mm. of vetting, needing to, or not needing, is it safe to consider play while vetting? Mm, okay. Okay. Great question. Great question. I, I see you. I, I pick it up what you're throwing down. So real quick, let me just address what you said about the sex thing. I, I do think a lot of people view it that way, where you can't know for sure if you're compatible sexually with someone in, unless you, you know, take it for a test drive. I actually uh, don't agree with that. And I'm not trying to be combative or correct you, Laura. I just I think this is a really great point that I want to just share with all the listeners is. Energy reads, movements read, chemistry reads. And if we're present we can pick up on those things. If we're present with someone, we can pick up on those things. We can pick up on how our energy matches with their energy, how they respond to us, how, when we say something, how do they respond? How does their body move when, when we get around there? But all, all these really subtle things. So no, I don't think it's necessary to quote, take a test drive to validate compatibility. I think there are a ton of signs of compatibility. And why I'm saying that is, I think that answer applies to DS as well. I think there are ways that you can test the dynamic without fully engaging in the dynamic. Just, that, just like there are ways to test sexual compatibility without diving into sex, I think the same thing can be done in DS in terms of vetting and play. And so I would say the first thing and the most important thing, Laura, is you paying attention to your feelings and your boundaries and your comfort level. And if, if trust and safety are that paramount to you and it takes you that, that much time to build it, then you and your comfort level should answer a lot of these questions in terms of what level of vetting to what level of play is appropriate. Your feelings are going to tell you that. Your comfort level is going to tell you that. Your boundaries should tell you that. If your boundaries are in alignment with your core values, then your feelings are going to be like, oh, wait, no, that, that's too much. That's too strong. Whatever. We crossed a line here. 
It was too much DS, not enough vetting. So really, the, the key, first and foremost, Lori, is you getting in tune with you. Remember what we're all, we've said this a few times with you, sweetheart, that you're so good at reading people. (laughs) You're so good at reading people. You kind of get consumed in reading them and you forget to read you. What do we say? Put that, put them on the shelf and you look in the mirror at you. And so that, that's my advice to you just right off the bat is put their feelings on the shelf. Yes, you can be compassionate and empathic, but, and, and look at how they're thinking and feeling. Absolutely. But put that on the shelf. And look at look in the mirror and look at how you're feeling. What is what feels safe and comfortable for you at that level of trust? That's the first thing I would say. The next thing I would say is you can be playful without playing. You can be playful without playing, without having a scene. So if you're building that safety, you're building that trust. Do a little playful move. Do a little subtle dom test. See how it goes. Because even that, the playfulness can be part of the vetting. So it's super, super organic, Laura. And if you are the one running the negotiations, you're the one running the vetting process, then it should be paced per your comfort level for sure. And I'm going to go back and look at your second question. Does that make sense so far before I just keep running my mouth? Does that make sense so far? That makes much sense that I have been really focused on working to build safety with people and keep my own self in focus, even though I have so many habits, like we've talked about a couple of times now of like being intuitive and empathetic is like a muscle. It's, It's always active and I have to tell it to calm down. So telling mm. it to like, I don't need it. It's fine. It's, it's not necessary for me to act on it. Like we've talked about is, is very true for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So of course, go ahead and look at that. The one thing that comes to my mind and it's a little bit separate. Mm. It's, it's totally two things is vetting feels so new to me. Like from my own experiences, like, t- like when you talk about testing people that feel like, that doesn't trigger me or activate me, but it, it gives me a sense of, is that me manipulating someone? Mm. I know, I know how to test people, but is that me, is that me being manipulative when I test? Mm. And I'm not sure how to like do it confidently. That's a great question. So here's how I look at manipulation. Manipulation is when you're, is when you try to circumvent someone else's agenda to accomplish your agenda. That's manipulation. Okay. So for instance, if, if you're vetting a submissive and the submissive, um, you know, says that they're really hesitant to use an honorific right away because you know, they, they've been demanded, you know, they were with a dominant before and the dominant demanded that they instantly use an honorific and it got really, really controlling and really toxic. And so they don't feel comfortable at this point with you addressing you by an honorific. Now, manipulation would be, oh, well, if you, if you really wanted this dynamic to work, I'm going to need to hear at least 
the honorific one time or if we if we really want to go down here then you know that really is disrespectful for you not to use that as an honorific you know i'm the dominant here and for you not to address me with the honor that i deserve is ridiculous and i might have to dismiss you all of that is manipulation because now you know what that person wants you know what their limit is and you don't you're you're not letting them have it you're going no i'm going to circumvent your will to accomplish my agenda that is manipulation but you not knowing someone not knowing their track record and testing them is not manipulation it's a test and they don't need to know that you're testing them because if they are the person of integrity that they claim to be they're not going to fail the test they're not even going to know that there was a test does I'm that make sense it makes so much sense yes um i i'm sure i'll have more thoughts come up because the the thing i heard you say that was most important from my perspective is circumventing their will so like as the example you used if someone confided in me that they had that experience before my brain wondered like would it i'd want to honor that and go if you're not willing to do this like what else could you offer me but i don't know if that that I, that's just what my brain thought of i wasn't mm. quite sure well i think that's a, that's a beautiful open door to build devotion like if I've, I've heard that from a submissive, oh, that's like my meat and potatoes right there. If I heard a submissive go, I'm not, I've been really burned in the past because I was really, I was with a really controlling dominant and I really struggle with, you know, using that honorific or whatever. I would instantly go, there is a point for me to build trust right there. They told me they have a wound. And if I can soothe that wound with my dominance and my competency, the amount of fucking devotion I'm going to get out of this is going to be juicy and delicious. So I'm going to lean into that personally. I'm not going to go, oh, fine, fuck you. What else can you fucking offer me? No, that's powerlessness. And I'm far more powerful than that. I still, I want my honorific, damn it. And I'm going to get it. Maybe not now, but I will get it. And so how I'm going to go about it is, okay, that's, I very much understand. I'm going to make a note of that. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Can you tell me a little bit more about that experience with that dominant in the past? And I'm going to dig. And then they're going to open up a little bit more. Okay. Okay. So is it all honorifics that are off the table for you? Or are there any that you would like to say or you feel that you've kind of maybe wanted to say to me? But something's stopping you. Is there anything like that? I'd lean. I'd lean. I'd push. I'd push. I'd push. And chances are is so good too. Like you, your tone of voice is, is so inducing. <laughs> I'm being very honest. Like, honestly, seriously. Tone is, tone is everything. Tone cadence is everything. And so if you can get in that space with them and, and really go and make it playful, you know, make it a, a little playful, like, Oh, really? Is it all honorifics? I'm sure one or two maybe have come up with me. Yeah. No. And then just, and then just kind of explore from there. That's beautiful. Um, do you have any uh, existing content about understanding vetting better? 
because that's what I would love to dig into and, and I, I haven't looked yet so I can try and look on my own but since I have you here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure I do. If you go onto my YouTube and go to like my BDSM 101 playlist or like it's either BDSM 101 or beginners, um, there will likely be some content in there. If you go to the Q&A clips, there will likely be some content there. But I'm making a note right now to actually do a video specifically about vetting. If I am going to focus on this specifically in a video, Laura, what would be, where do you think um, most people need direction or guidance when it comes to vetting? Where are you finding that it would be the most helpful for you? When they are starting to feel excited, how to pace themselves so that they can continue to build intimacy without rushing. Oh, so uh, sub frenzy is what you're running into. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Sub frenzy where the submissive just gets so excited and they just like, just quite, I mean, you could use sub frenzy as an example totally, but that wasn't, I wasn't thinking to that degree. I've experienced sub frenzy with submissives before, but I was thinking more like my experiences with people are because of my empathy. This is just me personally. I get drawn into people like waves, like the ocean's current. So I have to Oh, so it's your excitement. Yes. I have to, I have to emotionally distance myself <laughs> okay. to allow myself to, to continue vetting and allowing them, like, giving them to rope, to climb the rope, or to hang themselves, to say. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I can absolutely do a video about that. But I will say, Laura, that's not a dominant thing or a vetting thing. That's a codependent thing. Okay. Yeah, that's that's more of a codependency. Like you're so empathic that you like you exactly exactly what you said. You get drawn into people like waves in the ocean. You just kind of get pulled out. The more secure in your own attachment you get and the more secure um, and free from that codependent pull that you get, the easier it will be. I think a lot of times um, there's a lot of fear that goes into when dominance get controlling or when dominance try to rush, when dominance, gets, when dominance get too excited. I've seen a lot of it actually be fear-based or insecurity-based. Like, this is the best I'm ever going to get. This is the best submissive I'm ever going to have. I'm not going to be able to find a compatible submissive. And so it's like I have to connect so hard and so fast and hold on to what I have because I'm afraid that this is as good as it's going to get. And so all of that has to do with self-awareness and your own healing and your own codependency and your own attachment and all of that. And so really this is just more you building your own sense of security, you building your own sense of value in just yourself and what you bring to the table, Laura. And then I would say to pace the excitement, that emotional detachment is healthy. Like you're looking at it as I have to be emotionally detached. No, that's actually healthy attachment. Healthy attachment isn't enmeshment. So what you're defining as detachment isn't actually detachment. It's healthy attachment. Figuring out 
being raised in a codependent enmeshed household to what is healthy is a journey I'm currently on, definitely. Yes, exactly. So that's why I'm just throwing that perspective out to you that even though it feels like, oh my gosh, I'm a cold, hard bitch and I'm emotionally detached and completely numb and shut down. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm, I'd be fine become be called a cold that would that would make me smile that would make you smile well we don't have to go that far my whole point is is saying even if you feel that way you're not it just feels that way because like you said you grew up in this highly codependent enmeshed household and so the patterns for you say highly enmeshed codependent equals healthy attachment yeah i i use the word obsessive but yes yes Yes, exactly, exactly. So being not being obsessive doesn't make you detached. Not being obsessive just makes you emotionally independent. That makes a lot of sense and I appreciate you. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome, my dear. You're welcome, you beautiful thing. So did I answer your question? How you feeling? What you thinking? You answered my question, yes, and some. And I'm feeling emotionally more stable, which is very helpful. Good. Wonderful. Well, do you have anything else for me, my dear? Not currently. I'm looking forward to looking up the vetting videos, though. All right, girl. And I will. I will, I will be sure to make one for you. I'm going to do the seduction series. But you know what? I don't have anything planned after that. So it'll be the vetting video just for you. Unless something random comes up, like sometimes it does, where I just have to lean into it. It's definitely on my radar, Laura. I got you. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure, my dear. All right. If that is all you have for me, Laura, she already muted that mic. Look at her. She's amazing. Everyone give it up for Laura, for all of her trust and her vulnerability. Thank you so much, Laura. We love you. Love you. All right, everyone. So good, right? So, so good. Well, this has been a lovely and juicy hour. Have you all had a good time? I've had a wonderful time with all of you tonight. But we have, we have good, good, good. Ember, I'm looking at you, and this is not to slight you in any way, shape, or form, but we're going to get to you next time, Ember. All right, because we're at time today. So, girl, you'll be first on the list next time. Or if you want to be first on the next Q&A, then we can tackle it there. Either way, you're first on the list for our time next time. Does that work for you, Ember? All right, everyone. Well, thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This was amazing. Thank you so much, Lady Kim, for hanging out, everyone. And again, all of you listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the Conscious Kink Podcast. Did you all know? That we've got like listeners in like over 95 countries, 95 countries, y'all. So everyone listening and all you beautiful 95 countries, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of our global international audience. You are part of the LX Army. If you're listening to the Conscious King podcast, you are still part of the fam. You're still part of the LX Army. So thank you all for listening and we will see you in the next episode.